Hi, we're sisters Amy and Nancy Harrington. We founded the Passionistas Project to tell the stories of women who are following their passions and fighting for equality for all. The more we spoke with women for our podcast, subscription box, and the annual Power of Passionistas Summit, the more we saw a common trait in all of them. They are unstoppable. Whether they choose to use their voices to start a women-owned brand or fight for the rights of the marginalized, we found that all Passionistas are resilient, compassionate, and persistent. Each year, we honor women who embody these qualities by presenting the Passionistas Persist Awards. This episode of the podcast is an interview with one of the 2022 recipients. We first met Kim Roxy, founder of Lamique Beauty, when she participated in a panel at the Power of Passionistas Summit in 2020. We were instantly drawn to her company's mission to create a clean cosmetics line for women of color, women who historically have been marketed more toxic makeup options than their counterparts. Since the launch of Lamique 2.0 in 2020, Kim has turned her own struggle with hair loss into the one, one of the most impactful beauty lines on the market. And she continues to break new ground with Lamique, including becoming the first Black-owned clean makeup brand to launch on Ulta.com. Most importantly, Kim has built a company that embraces two core cultures, to be kind to people and to be kind to the planet. Lamique supports and celebrates women in all of their glory. Kim is building an inclusive community for women across the country and is passionate about serving that community. And she's creating the highest quality products with the purest ingredients to promote the health of her customers and her community, all while being dedicated to promoting environmental stewardship. Kim has been named one of the Houston Business Journal's 40 Under 40, one of the American Business Journal's most influential young executives, and one of the 30 black stars by Face to Face Africa. The city of Houston formally named June 23rd as Kim Roxy Day in her honor. And she received the Barack Obama Lifetime Achievement Award for community service. She is without a doubt a superstar, which is why it is our distinct honor to present the 2022 Passionistas Persist Nova Award to Kim Roxy. Wow, am I floored right now? Am I grateful? Um, the words that come to my mind are, you know, people don't have to show you appreciation. They can go along like it never happened. And, you know, I appreciate the passion nieces because they have put their passion into action. And for that, I am so grateful. Being on this journey of creating an inclusive, a very uh, kind makeup line in a world of beauty that sometimes seems intimidating, um, took a lot of passion and it took a lot of grit and it took a lot of belief. Um, and so I thank um, you all for endowing me with this award and seeing the work that we're doing at Lamique is once to be honored. Um, and I honor you for that. I honor you for seeing me. Um, I honor you for seeing Lamique and what we're doing. So we're gonna continue to make uh, makeup that is speaking to all skin tones, that's showing up for all skin tones. Uh, but more than that, we're going to continue to be there for women in ways uh, that others have forgotten about us. Thank you. We're so thrilled to be giving you this award today. We really couldn't think of a better person to honor. What are you most passionate about? 
at this point, to be honest, what I'm most passionate about about is is almost like a variable that's changing. Right now, what I'm most passionate about is um, is enjoying every moment and getting others, encouraging others to do the same. Like that's what I'm really passionate about right now is soaking in every single moment and giving others the freedom and reminding them that they have the freedom to do the same. Um, and so in beauty, I'm always in a woman's ear, right? I'm always there for her. And right now that's my, that my, that's my most pertinent, passionate uh, message is to enjoy every moment right now. What inspired you to create Lamique Beauty? Well, what inspired me to create Lamique, it really is a, is a, is a combination of things. Um, I have the inspiration from my mother uh, who believed in me when I was 21, who helped me financially put her $500 to help me open up my own makeup shop when I was graduating from college. Um, but she later developed metastatic breast cancer and passed away um, the year before my daughter was born. And now my daughter is named in honor of my mother, Loretta. Um, but I have the, the the passion of my mother inside of me. That's part of my inspiration. She wore makeup every single day. And she trusted that the makeup she was using was okay. Um, but come to find out, as we did our research, it wasn't. And so I have that inside of me that's inspired me to create this line. And then I also have the desire for all women to see themselves in beauty. And so I remember going to the makeup uh, counter when I was a high school senior in, for prom and getting my makeup done and looking like a ghost <laughs> when I left because my face was so ashy and so gray and so like a cast uh, on my face. And I was thinking to myself, this doesn't make me feel beautiful. This doesn't make me feel good. And thinking, yeah, we, need, we need makeup that makes people feel good. All skin tones needs to be accepted and appreciated. Um, and so that those are the things, right? And when I created my first product for Lamique, um, it was inspired by my personal uh, diagnosis with uh, alopecia, the, um, a form of alopecia that I have that caused hair loss. And... Um, my first product was inspired by that, our Revelation Brow Duo, to fill in my own eyebrows so they could frame my face because 75% of the framing of your face comes from your brows. We love that you created this line for all skin tones, and but why was it also important to you to make it clean, safe, and natural? Because of my mom. I want, don't want anybody to ever go through um, again, my mom loved makeup, like way more than me. Like, so and there's so many other women that do and so many other women that depend on it for so many different reasons. Um, and so I just need them to have something that loves them back or shows, you know, that, that can love them back the same. So no talc, no parabens, vegan, cruelty-free, um, made in America. So then we can keep it cruelty-free. Um, you know, all these different things are, are, are things that I... I have to feel good about what I'm selling someone or what I'm, you know, getting people to use. And so for me, that part really matters is, is, is people over profit for me. So I just want to make sure that people are taken care of. So why was it important to you to build not just a company, but a community of women? Because I wanted 
you know, women to realize how powerful we are together. So there's a staggering statistics that talk about and, and that I know um, that 0.006% of black women raise venture capital, 2% um, of women uh, raise venture capital. But with crowdfunding, for instance, women actually um, do better um, with raising funds in a crowdfunding atmosphere. And what does crowdfunding take? Crowdfunding takes in community. So I remember going to ifundwomen.com to set up a rewards-based crowdfunding campaign. And I was able to raise the money that I needed to launch my website, do all the stuff that I needed to do to get ready to launch. And all of that happened because other women read our story, believed in our mission, and said, hey, I'm gonna put $25 behind it, $50, $100, $250. And that's how we were able to raise the money to launch the meet. So I think that, you know, for me, community is everything because we get to show each other what we can do when we come together, when we band together. Um, and everybody's input and contribution can add up to mean a lot. And now our community shows up for us in so many different ways for us to be on Alta, Ulta.com, that was because our community showed up and voted for us to win a pitch competition. And that's how we got on Ulta.com. It wasn't because I knew the buyers or anything like that. All of this work is from the ground up. This is like, I'm just like anybody else who's watching. Like you probably, people watching are probably more important than me. Like I am not a celebrity. I am not anybody important. I'm just a regular old girl from Houston that, you know, um, has used to travel a lot of different places so I can expose myself to different things. But I, it's nobody I knew, you know, that was gonna give me sort of this leg up, right? Um, all I had was my faith in God and utilizing that to say, hey, when we come together, I've seen it happen in church. I've seen people raise money at church to, to pay, you know, one of the ladies light bills or something like that. You know, I've seen people come together and do stuff and that's why I saw it and I, and I sort of mimicked it in crowdfunding. And that's, that's, so that's why I believe in community. Why have you decided that kindness is a cornerstone of your business? I remember someone asking me what Lamique stood for, Nancy. And um, I was originally, I'll tell you, Lamique actually was my name spelled backwards and the LA from my middle name. Um, and, but I never had told anybody that. That's just something, that's how I created the name. And that's what I had. But when someone asked me what Lamique stood for, in that moment, I said it out. I was like, and it was the first time anybody ever asked me what Lamique stood for. And I said, love and makeup and kindness. And so the first time somebody asked me what Lamique stood for, I could not say Kim Swift backwards. That didn't even come out because all the work I did to put into creating Lamique I was doing it beyond myself. Like it, if it was for me, I would have not done it. Like I would have stopped. Like once the challenge comes up, I would have been like, mm, I'm good. Let me go do something else. But it wasn't about me and it's not about me. And so in that moment, when someone asked me, what does Lamique stand for? I said, love and makeup and kindness. And I said, love and kindness is your true makeup because beauty is revealed and not applied. I think that for you know, for me growing up, makeup and all of that was associated 
with people, he had all these different stereotypes and connotations towards makeup. And I didn't identify with some of those. I didn't feel like I was just this pretty girl wearing makeup. Then I didn't feel like, you know, I needed to, I didn't feel like, oh, I want to just cover up and I want to put on makeup. I didn't feel like I was fitting in those, these boxes that people had put. And I was like, my love and my kindness, the way I am, the love I have for life and for people and for myself and for others and the kindness that I show, that's what makes you beautiful. That makes you walk away from a person and says, man, that's a beautiful person, right? After you talk to a person or after a person does a kind act, you're like, that is a beautiful person, right? And so I think that the beauty that is revealed is the beauty that's lasting. And so I just, you know, knew that kindness, it, I, well, I'm not gonna say I knew, I just said it in that moment. And then it started to formulate to me what the kindness in our brand was really taking up. And it was really taking up the fact that it's not about a certain look. Are you kind, you know, and that's what makes you beautiful. And then are you, you know, are you kind to yourself? to others, to the planet, you know, how do we be kind to where we live in our habitat? Um, but yeah, that's where that kindness kind of came in. And I just wanted to give everybody the opportunity, even if they didn't see themselves as beautiful. I, I had a makeup shop for 14 years. I know for a fact that everybody doesn't see themselves as beautiful. I know that for a fact. And so, but when I asked people, you know, are you kind? Do you see yourself as kind? They, they would more so identify with that, right? And so I think that that's where I, you know, really see um, where people can really channel it in their identity. And we look at that as beautiful. We're Amy and Nancy Harrington, and you're listening to the Passionistas Project Podcast. Are you looking for the perfect holiday gift for the women in your life? Visit thepassionistasproject.com to order our subscription box filled with products made by women-owned businesses and female artisans to inspire women to follow their passions. Get a free mystery box with a one-year subscription using the code WINTERMYSTERY. Now here's more of our Passionistas Persist award ceremony. Now that you've built this inclusive brand, are you seeing a ripple effect of that through your community and beyond? Yeah, I am, Amy. Um, there has been so many times, I think our customers are like kind, even from a customer service standpoint, like even from like the way that they have patience with us. We've had some growing pains. We had some you know, some transition, some things that's happened, you know, within our business, maybe something, you know, during the time of like shipping, all the shipping problems that were happening um, and still happening uh, now, um, you know, our customers have been so kind about, you know, not giving up on us because, um, you know, they maybe had to wait an extra day or two or whatever that might be, you know, it's just, I think the kindness is, is sort of, um, extended, as you mentioned, Amy, it's like um, when we are, um, for me, my daughter being at home during the pandemic and sort of being a part of my life, her coming in with me on different Zooms and different live stream shows that I do, people just being kind like to her, like, and now she's grown so much confidence. And she knows what she's doing now. And now she's like my co-host of every Friday night live I do on Facebook on Friday nights um, where I'm, you know, doing a live makeup shopping show and showing people how to use products and selling them. And she's right there with me. She knows how to show people products better than I do. She knows how the whole show format goes. Um, 
but they were kind to her when she first got on and that's how she got her confidence inside of that and now she has a confidence that you know the community helped to bolster and give her so i think it's just the kindness is extended in so many ways um so when i think if you put that as part of your your core values within your brand i think that what will happen is is that you'll attract customers under that same so like a customer kind of knows the the behavior of the brand. And so they know when they call, you know, they don't have to call so dis, so disgruntled thinking that the other person on the other line won't hear them out. They know that if they're frustrated, it's going like it's they're going to be met with kindness and we're going to take care of it and whatever if we need to apologize, whatever needs to happen and that kind of thing. I think it's just you start to attract customers and the behavior starts to make a whole ecosystem. Tell us about a time that you have persisted in your life and how you got through that. I had my makeup shop um, that I ran from 2004 to 2018. And closing that makeup shop in 2018 for me was almost like how people feel when they like leave their corporate job. Because I was so used to opening up that store every day, working inside of that store, having my staff there. Like we're so used to that life that when I closed it and I and I initiated the close because I had this vision of a, building a makeup line for 2020. And um, when I closed it, I was like, okay, excited. You know, I got this vision, you know, I'm gonna revamp. I'm gonna, you know, really concentrate on the products. I'm gonna launch Lamique, you know, the product line, you know, all this, I had this like vision, but about three, you know, I, I joined an accelerator the month after I closed my store, April of 2018 in, in Austin, Texas, Div Inc. And when I first got in there, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, this is not what I thought I was going to, what was go it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, just, just come up with some cute packaging, pick out some colors, some branding, launch your brand, you know? And that's not what it was. I got tore down to the bare bones. <laughs> I got tore down almost to just like the foundation. You know how the people say like, you can like, you know, you tear everything down, but keep the foundation and we're going to build back up. That's how I felt. I felt like I got torn down to the foundation. And um, it was like, no, you gotta, you gotta really think through this. And so um, 2018, 2019, I was, I had to be persistent to get through those times. You have to imagine all I knew was having that store, having it open. And I'm trying to figure out e-commerce and I was used to brick and mortar. This is when I had to persist. I had to persist in learning. A lot of us think about persist, persisting and working, right? We think about just stay persistent in the work. What about when there's no work, it's only for you to learn. What about when you're in a learning season? And for someone who's used to, you know, having a uh, cash register full when I get done at the end of the night and all of that, right? But you're in a season of just learning and it's like, you have to be persistent in learning. Wow, <laughs> that was a season. So when 2020 came and we were ready to launch for March, 2020, that was our date. The pandemic happened, everything. But for me, everything closed, what I did in 2018 happened for everybody in 2020, brick and mortar closed, everybody closed, but I was opening up. And to be honest, it was the 
right type of uh, attention for e-commerce business to launch in. And so it gave me the opportunity and it, and it gave me a spotlight opportunity to come through with exactly what I had. And if I wouldn't have taken that time to get ready for 2020, I wouldn't have been ready. I would have still had a brick and mortar. I would have been reactive. I would have been reacting and responding to what's happening versus proactive, putting in the market what needed to be there for that time. And that's what I came in and did. So I had to persist in learning. And now looking back, I am so grateful that I persisted in learning. I am so grateful to Kim. If I could just take a moment and thank and thank me for 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 going through the tough times. I could I could like shed a tear right now. I'm so sorry because people don't know how tough that season was for me because everybody was living their lives. Everybody was busy. Nobody knew what I was going through. Nobody knew. In 2020, everybody was sitting down, you know, but in 2018, 2019, people were living their life, no problem. But I was going through such a tough season because I was in a season of just staying persistent and learning. And so when 2020 happened and I was able to show up and everybody's like, oh my gosh, look, within the past two years, it's 2022. Kim, look at how much you've done, but you don't know the season I went to to get to that point. And so I just, I just want to thank God who lives inside of me for for, for just uh, uh, giving me health and strength to wake up every day and persist in those learning times. And believe me, I cried. I was upset. I was so distraught because I felt like, God, why did I close a thriving business to go after something I don't even know how to do and I have to learn everything to do it. But God is so faithful because when 2020 happened, March 2020 happened and all that time, I was ready. And so for that, that's, that made me persist. And, and, and I persisted in learning. You also are really open in talking about the struggles you had as a teenager. And you share that story because you wanna inspire other people. So do you mind just briefly telling us about that and why it's so important for you to share that story? It's so important because, you know, it's almost like you see me now, like I was just explaining and you don't know what happened before. And I love to share it too, because I'm a mother now. And um, I see this trend around motherhood of doing it, of your kids kind of showing how, how great you are in a way. Like, you know, this trend of my child is making all A's, my child is in this, my child does this, look at my child, look at my child. And I went through a rough patch um, and took my parents through some times that they probably were not saying, look at my child. Um, but I was kicked out of high school at 16. And I share that. Uh, to remind myself of where I came from, but also to remind people, if you're having a tough time with your child, you never know how that's going to turn out. You know, to be honest, my 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 getting kicked out of school and that resilience being rooted in me as a teenager made it so I can start a business at 21. Because my fear of failure or disappointment or letting people down had already been gone. I've already done that. Right. And so if it happens again, no big deal. I, I've learned how to live through it. And I think that sometimes when we try to, you know, make our kids operate in perfection based because we want to look good, you know, you hold your kids back from 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 exceeding heights. And I just say that because I just went through so much. So not only getting kicked out, I mean, I got tattoos before 
I was of age. I mean, my parents didn't know about it, but believe me, I did. Um, I got my tongue pierced. My parents found out about that. I was on a spree, you know, and but I'll say, you know, do I want my daughter to do that? Do I want to go through that? Probably not. But at the same time, I will accept and love my daughter through all in which we have to go through for her to, you know, get to where she's going. Because, you know, the circle, the story came full circle when um, I was kicked out of high school. I had to end up going to an alternative school where all the kids went who were on probation and all that kind of stuff and um, and juvenile and all these different kind of things. And uh, five years later, um, right after I opened up my store at that mall, that same alternative school sent me a career day invite to come to their career day. They did not know I had went to the school. The kids from the school had came to the mall, saw my store and were saying they want to work in a store like that or they want a store like that one day. They want to grow up to be whoever store this is. And when I showed up as the person whose store it was, um, the alternative school said they never had anybody uh, come to the school for their career day who actually went to the, to the alternative school. So that was the full circle moment. So again, to the question you all, the sisters, y'all asked me around persistence. You, sometimes you don't even know why you're being persistent, right? In, in your quest uh, for overcoming or whatever, but it'll sometimes come in full circle and, that, and that's the moment it did. What does the term power of passionistas mean to you? When you think of passion, um, you think of being relentless. Um, you think of being unwavering. Uh, you think of being crazy. <laughs> you think of being, um, you know, um, even to a certain extent misunderstood. And, uh, and, and sometimes it's not that you're doing something wrong, but it's other people's understanding. They're missing it. They're missing it, right? And they're understating what you're doing. And so... Uh, but then at some point, they, they they rise up to the occasion to understand what you're doing at some point, at some time, at some juncture. Um, and you have to be persistent enough to keep going till people get there, right? So when I think about the power of passionistas, I think about this grid of power of, of people, of human beings, of women who are so passionate, so relentless, so crazy, so so misunderstood that they would continue to go beyond and be like a power grid for others to plug into that needed in the moment that they needed. And so what you all are doing, what you're standing up, this power grid that you have that others like myself are able to plug into along our journey to give us the charge, to give us the battery light to get through this journey of entrepreneurship and life and professionalism that it takes. So, you know, you all just a power grid. What's your dream for your daughter? That she know uh, that she already is. My daughter came here is. She is that. She is, she came here like that. Uh, my mom told me before she passed away, um, that because my mom had cancer and anybody ever dealt with a loved one or been a caretaker of someone with cancer it is you know you basically go all the way back it's almost like it's almost like the body just goes almost back to child like baby 
you know, pretty much just goes back and, you know, you can't control your bowels. It's all these kind of different things that are happening. And I remember my mom waking up in the middle of the night and I would be on the night shift. So I have sisters, I have my dad, um, and we all had different shifts and I'd be on the night shift. I would sleep with my mom at night and all of that. And um, I just remember her waking up in the middle of the night and saying things like, I'm getting you ready for a baby. And, you know, I didn't get pregnant until I was 32. I had my baby at 33. So, you know, I went a long time without a child. And so when she said, I'm getting you ready for a baby and I wasn't married yet, I was like, really? You are, <laughs> you know? And, you know, but when she said it, it spoke to my spirit. It was like, I, 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 you know, when someone says something that speaks to your spirit, you're like, hmm, okay. She said, I'm getting ready for a baby. So my mom passed in October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. She would do it like that um, to make a significant impact. Um, she, November, um, uh, by, by January, I was married. February, I was impregnated, right? And so um, she got me ready for a baby. So I look at my daughter and my dream for her is just for her to know that she is. And if she knows that she is, she will become all that her mom wants her to become and all that her father wants her to become as long as she knows that she is. And that's all, my, my only dream for my daughter, for her to know that. What's your dream for women? To know that we are. <laughs> we are filling the blank after that, okay? We are the 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 salt of the earth okay we are <laughs> we are uh the divine beings that birth life right like we are i just want women to know that we are what we've been waiting for we are the answer i want i want women really to fill in that blank at the end i do believe in 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 self advocacy and that's the uh uh and that's the reason why I answered that question towards my daughter, because I already know the promise that my daughter has on her life. So I know that she is. And when I think about women, I know that we are, you know, and, you know, for women, it is a weak situation. You know, I think, you know, it is about us banding together. Um, that's why I love the power grid of the power of the passionistas, power of the passionistas. But I think that it's it's just that we and that we are and we get to fill in the blank. blank. We are chemists. We are, you know, um, uh, owners of trash companies. We are, you know, beauty pioneers. We are, you know, we are that fill in the blank. And I think that that's what I want women to know. It is time for us to just show up and define uh, what womanhood looks like um, and know that we are. Thanks for listening to the awards presentation with Kim Roxy. To learn more about her vegan makeup line filled with natural and organic ingredients for multicultural women, visit LameekBeauty.com. And if you're looking for the perfect holiday gift for the women in your life, visit ThePassionistasProject.com to order our subscription box filled with products made by women-owned businesses and female artisans to inspire women to follow their passions. Get a free mystery box with a one-year subscription using the code WINTERMYSTERY. And be sure to subscribe to the Passionistas Project podcast so you don't miss any of our upcoming inspiring guests. Until next time, stay well and stay passionate.